Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Today, I am joined by an incredible friend and amazing inspiration of mine, um, the amazing Maraid Shoiga. And I cannot wait to bring this episode to you guys. Um, so without any further ado, we're going to get stuck into things. And I'm going to say hello, Maraid. Welcome to the podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Claire. Thanks so much for asking me on. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. My honor. And um, no, I'm very excited to chat to you today. And I suppose to delve a little bit into what works well for you in life, in sport, in career and everything, um, just to see what we can learn from you and your experiences. So I suppose, first of all, I'd love to let you introduce yourself to anyone maybe who doesn't know you. Perfect. Thank you, Claire. Um, well, firstly, my name is Maraid Shoiga. Um, I'm 20, currently 29 years old. I'm a primary school teacher in my profession. And then also I am a bit of a sports and health and fitness enthusiast. Um, I play my club football with Clomber Ladies here where I'm from. And then I also have been playing with the Galway Senior Ladies um, for the last seven, eight, going on eight years um which has been great I like to play a bit of soccer in the off season as well with our local club Ballinrobe um and really any any type of sport I like to get stuck into it and just enjoy um a really well-rounded kind of balanced lifestyle that incorporates a lot of health and fitness and yeah I don't know what else to say (laughs) amazing amazing no you did an amazing job um so tell me have you always been into your health and fitness like for as long as you can remember is it something you got into in the last like number of years how did how did that all start um well I suppose yeah given where I'm from so I come from a place called Club Rack it's in the countryside um in the Joyce country um we've always been kind of outdoorsy as a family and also in everything that we did even in primary school I would actually credit a lot of my fitness and interest in sport and whatnot to my primary school um our teacher in primary school always had us out doing everything like football soccer rugby basketball we were tiny school but had access to any form of sport that we wanted so it wasn't denied that and I suppose I was always um fairly well able to put my hand to anything and you know if I gave it my best shot I would be able to pick things up pretty quickly um which made it a bit easier for me to you know take part in all the all the different sports um but along with that even at home my dad is a very active person and my mom as well they love being out and about and um seeing what they can kind of get stuck into and making use of the countryside so yeah for as long as I can remember um I've always had a massive interest in it and I've never ever seen getting outdoors or doing exercise as a chore um I've always only seen it as something that I love to do wow that that's incredible um it sounds like you don't really know a different way of life apart from (laughs) being like active and fit and healthy no, not really. Um, I suppose even going out the gate today at work, I was changed into my running gear and one of them said, uh, Maraid, have you no off season? And I guess <laughs> for me, like being able to train in my own time is kind of my off season or how I would see it, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I definitely wouldn't be able to to sit with um not doing anything for a long period of time wow, wow. <laughs> could be a good thing or a bad thing I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned a primary school teacher who had an influence on you 
back all those years ago. Um, was that part of the reason why you wanted to become a teacher? Um, yeah, well, that and um, my two aunties and my uncle were also primary school teachers on my dad's side. Um, and I remember being in primary school and teach our teacher asking us in like first class or something. It was I was very young at the time. And, you know, the, the usual question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And all I ever my answer was only ever a teacher um, to that. Um, and I think, yeah, definitely um, my aunts had a big influence on that. I just the type of teachers that they were and, you know, um, the way spe- people spoke about them. And then also um, my own experience of primary school. I just always looked back on it with a smile and it was always so- somewhere I was happy, you know. So I guess wow. um, that was kind of where that came from. That is incredible. And is is that something you try and bring into your teaching practice today? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I always go with the mindset of if you're happy and healthy and not hurting anyone in the process that, you know, you do you. And I guess um, I guess even I try to bring that to my children and I always just say to them that if they're doing their very best, that's all anyone can ask, you know, of them. Um, and I guess, yeah, I, I see the way they respond. And I guess, um, yeah, I definitely will bring that to my teaching. That's incredible. I'm going to quote you on that. If you're happy and healthy and not hurting anyone in the process, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, um, that, that's really cool. So um, just in terms of like a few of the things you're mentioning there, um, do you mind me asking what what does health mean for you? Um, so I guess I would see it as a holistic um, word. For me, it wouldn't just be, you know, physical health, which a lot of people would associate it with, but also just your state of being, I guess, mentally and how you feel in yourself. And if you can look at yourself and be like, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at or what I'm at, then I, I guess that that's where health is for me. But I know for me to feel at my optimal health, I have to be doing everything from a physical, mental, um, and just well-being point of view, I need to hit all those kind of all those pillars, I suppose, to make sure that I am at my healthiest for me. But I guess health is different for everybody, and I suppose it's perceived differently for everybody because to somebody it might just be that they're able to get up in the morning and take part in the day, and for another person it could be to hit and achieve you know um maybe their exercise or be able to socialize or you know that third way but for me it's definitely a holistic term that hits all the pillars I love that and I couldn't agree with you more um I suppose um like a lot of people who reach out to me um might be coming like to me to improve the exercise exercise or the nutrition side of things but I guess I am very much of the thought process that like they're only like two small parts of health Mm -hmm. it's also like how's your psychological health how's your social connections like how's your life overall like like you said that word holistic like how are you as a human being and I think that's how we should be looking at health really not just not just any one part because I think that you can't like fixing one part if the if the other ones are out of whack isn't going to make you uh like a healthy person and I think you're very much tying happiness into into that yeah. as well. Like yeah, how- definitely, I would a hundred percent agree with you there. And I just think life in general is all about balance and moderation. And 
if you can find that balance in in all those areas and how they all work well in synchronization with each other then you're going to lead a pretty healthy I suppose lifestyle from the way we perceive it 100% and I think what you said there it's an individual thing I guess it's it's what's what's health for that person and like I guess we're all going to have a different definition of that but as long as we are doing I guess what's going to make us healthy in those different areas and going to mm-hmm. add to our like our well-being overall like I guess because you can take any of those things to the extreme which on on the other end of the extreme isn't going to be very healthy yeah exactly um and you you talked a little bit about just about balance there but like you you I obviously follow you on Instagram and things Maraid and I've um been friends with you and followed you for quite a while now and when you're talking about balance there you seem to balance an awful lot and make it look very easy um with everything you talked about there from career as a primary teacher to playing for an inter-county team to playing other sports as well like how do you balance all of that um that's funny that you mentioned that um I guess you know what you say there is that it like I make it look easy I think it's it is easy um, for me because it's just the way I've lived my life for a long time and it's just the ripple effect of continually building on my habits um you know everything that I've reached for I guess I haven't gone reached too high at any one point you know it's just been slowly building and how 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 can I better myself I suppose all of the time and I think that I know now at this point in my life what makes me feel good in myself and it's when I do all of these things like making sure I get a few minutes for a walk every day whether that's five minutes outside or 10 minutes or it could be an hour another day where I'm where I'm um not training um whether it's hitting my goals for my training whether it's strength training or on field um if I'm hydrating if I'm getting my meals I know when I'm feeling a bit withdrawn in myself that I haven't hit all those things so therefore I always want to feel the best version of myself as much as I can so if I do those things continuously um that seems to work for me so it doesn't it's not a chore or it's not difficult. It It is easy, even though some people always say <laughs> say to me, I think, Marie-Choyge, you have uh, more hours in the day than everybody else. <laughs> because they're like, how do you get your eight hours sleep and make all your meals and do your training and do your job, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, I'm a bit of a go-getter. Like I like to get up and get on with things. Um, and I'm the type of person if, if I'm if I'm up and at it you know I'm usually getting things done and that's probably my detriment at times because other people maybe are able to relax and chill out a bit more but that being said I I have my downtime too I have my time with friends I have my nights out I have my brunches at the weekends you know um so I don't know I guess I hope that answers you in some way absolutely absolutely and I guess you're just maybe touching on something there that like it's like okay your perception of all those things isn't that okay this is a big deal or that I have to be doing this or I need to do that do do that it's just I guess it sounds like you've been doing these things for a long time they've become your habit and for you not doing these things is actually like 
then you miss them and it's like something's Mm -hmm. missing or you're not feeling your best so it's like these are the things that allow you to feel your best because they've become your habit and it sounds like you've very much learned like how to be flexible for yourself as well if one day it's five five minutes outside if another day it's an hour you're happy enough to adjust for yourself on the given day yeah definitely and I suppose it comes down to you know knowing your body and knowing yourself and what works for you because not every day is going to be the perfect day but you just have to make the best out of it with what you have available to you you know um and I think it is it largely comes down to habits um because like that I would just naturally pack the gym bag the night before or the gear bag or whatever it is so if the gear bag's in the car then I'm definitely going to do my workout because I'm not going to bring it in out of the car without doing you know having having used it so I suppose it's just second nature and it's like building those things little by little it's not something that you have to go out and you know take over the world in one day or change if you want to change everything you start with what's the next thing I can do to make me a happier version of myself or a healthier version of myself that would better myself for tomorrow you know 100% and I guess if someone is looking at your lifestyle now and thinking okay how does Maraid find the time for everything they might not see the 20 years of habit building that has gone into like what you just consider normal now so if they're trying to emulate that it's probably going to be a like it might be a massive change for someone else but for you it's just like kind of tweaking things day to day and this is just very normal for you yeah exactly because you know we can all look at these people on social media and whether it's in the health and fitness industry, whether it's in the makeup industry, whether it's fashion, whatever it might be. And you might look at them and think, oh my goodness, how will I ever build a wardrobe like theirs? How will I ever get to where they are in the gym? But where they are, this their starting point, we might not have seen because it might have started way before there was they were even put out there, you know, on social media. So it's about not comparing your, you know, chapter one to someone else's chapter 20, I guess. And the gym and training is definitely something that I have many years put into. Um, and I guess people probably aren't aware of that when they, they're like, Oh, how do you do X, Y, Z in the gym? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to the gym now and I can't do those things. And I'm like, but you will be able, it just takes a long time, you know? hundred percent hundred percent all right I, I like two things come to mind there when when you ever hear that um like that saying of someone becoming an overnight success it's like no one's an overnight success they've probably put a lot of work into that before anyone ever knew about it um mm-hmm. and then I suppose a lot of the time I'll get asked something about a certain exercise or how are you able to you know like I don't know like run a certain distance or whatever it is but it's like you know people don't often see all of the work that goes into it or maybe like don't want to hear the boring answer of you know she's actually been in the gym three times a week for the last 10 years yeah exactly exactly so I guess it's just putting your foot one foot in front of the other quite literally and taking that next step and whatever that next step is for you take it and before you know it you'll be at at the top of what your staircase might be and looking back and being like wow how, how did I get here but it's just build building the habits to get there and let yourself keep going forward 100% yeah and um when like when you do talk about the word balance we'll say 
do you feel like and I know you were saying like you're able to maybe like go out and things like that and meet up with friends um but obviously you play football to a really high level playing inter-county for Galway like does does balance for you is that different at different times of the year do you try and find a balance every day or like how like how do you find kind of the balance between work and sport and socializing and things like that um yeah so I suppose naturally enough it changes throughout the year um mostly it stays consistent in terms of what I do because even in our in our off season you're still taking over to maintain strength gains power you know things like that um you want to keep up speed so that your body is ready and primed for when you do hit the ground running when it comes to the next season so I suppose the training days or whatnot doesn't really change too much it's just more that you you can do that in your own time and when you want to do it so I still maintain some form of a schedule year round but um I suppose I always know that there's going to be a break you know whether that's a break in the season a break between games a break um in club versus county there's always going to be some time for you to head out with the team or um you know have your day where you head away with your family or um take that time even just for yourself you know um there always is a time so a lot of people would look into a county setup and they would say oh my goodness xyz gives up so much time or you know they sacrifice so much but really I am always at everything but it might be in a different capacity to the way people would like to be at everything so whether it's that I'm driving or I'm only there for um, a couple of hours but I still rarely miss out on big events due to um, my football or um, health and fitness commitments you know Um, whether that's my little cousin's birthday or my mom and dad's anniversary or a friend's wedding or whatever it might be yes there's going to be the odd one that just completely clashes and you have to have your priorities when it's in season that you know football is is your priority at that time but there it's very rare that I I wouldn't say that I sacrifice really anything you know because what I've gained from it from being um the person that I am and having access to all these teams and whatnot you couldn't you couldn't buy you know the, wow. the memories the friendships the experiences whether it's in Ireland or abroad um I have connections all over the world as a result of it and I suppose even having other opportunities such as getting to talk to the likes of you or you know getting to work with TG Car or um different things like that they've all been things that if I hadn't put myself in a position that I'm in now and played um as part of the various teams I, w- I wouldn't be talking to the likes of you or Wow. on the likes of TG Cahir with working with such wonderful people you know wow so I guess yeah um I don't know does that answer your question <laughs> absolutely absolutely I guess you feel like that maybe those maybe the certain times things do clash or the certain times like okay you're going to something but you're driving you're not able to have the few drinks it's not really it's not a sacrifice or I guess it's something that you want to do because you're working towards something else that gives you a lot back and I suppose mm-hmm. it, it's your mindset and your perception around that, that you're happy to make those those choices and those decisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's it's the choice. And if I wasn't happy doing it, I wouldn't be, you know, um, 
And I don't, I think the same would go for anyone in my position or anyone being part of, whether it's your local club team or your school team, college, or, you know, a county team in any field, it doesn't have to be football. I don't think people will be doing it and making those choices if they weren't happy doing so. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I think if we were to apply that back to, we'll say anyone like who was like starting off a health and fitness journey or anything like that, like all those things, I guess, sometimes maybe you're changing your habits and you have to change some of the choices that you're making. But I guess it's thinking like you were saying there, okay, what's the reward I get back from doing it? Like, okay, are you going to be able to perform better on Sunday morning at training? If you don't have the few drinks on Saturday night, it's like, someone could maybe I guess you could look at it as a sacrifice that you have to make or you could look at it as a choice that you get to make and maybe yeah like this is the payoff from it that I'm getting to perform better or I'm getting to move towards my goals yeah exactly um and overall I think it just you know whether it is someone starting their fitness journey or someone who's 20 years into it um it's always going to better you tomorrow you know the choice you make think about what person the maid that I want to be tomorrow or the clear that you want to be tomorrow which choice is going to benefit that clear or that maid or that you know 100 percent so it's like okay we're thinking about we're thinking about that longer term vision that longer term goal we're we're happy enough to maybe delay that gratification right now for the bigger goal and I suppose it's important then that you're clear on what you're working towards so that you can make like informed decisions of of like what is the most important thing for you um mm-hmm. I think you were saying something that's important for you is you, you mentioned earlier having a bit of a schedule kind of year round is that yeah. Definitely. That's something that's like important for you to lay out for yourself week to week. Is that something that helps you like kind of stay on track with your goals? Um, yeah, definitely. And I suppose just, um, you know, with being a, a full time t- teacher and all that as well, um, you have to if you want to give your best to everything that you do, um, you have to kind of block your time for for each of the things so I guess you know I would always schedule whether it's work Um, if I knew I was meeting someone on a Saturday that then I would work my training around that and figure out okay well what days if I want maybe Saturday off or if I want Wednesday off this is like in an off season what what do I need to do for the rest of the week to hit still hit all my all my goals or targets Um, and then I suppose in season the schedule nearly takes care of itself because you know, you're scheduled up for your pitch days or your matches. Um, quite often there would be group gym or your gym days would be lined out for you and your recovery days would be lined out for you. So that nearly you can nearly take a backseat on the actual scheduling of it, but it's just making sure to to hit those things because, you know, if you put off something till tomorrow, it just makes tomorrow's job twice as hard because you might have two things to do, you know? Yeah. Um and then I just think it's really important to make sure, well, where in the week Am I making time for myself or my family, my friends, you know, or just um, things that you're not scheduling, but you kind of are, <laughs> but you get me. Kind of like <laughs> scheduled downtime or scheduled yeah. fun. Yeah. 
And I yeah. think that's actually that's actually really important. I think that stuff has to get scheduled in like that or there has to be like some dead space mm-hmm. in there in the in the schedule where it's like, OK, I actually get to recharge a little bit or do something like totally different to, to my other responsibilities for a little while. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen the the meme on online and it's like, you know, person like me saying you know I'm down to go with the flow but like what time is the flow starting (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of I guess the type of person I am and like there are a lot of people like that it's not just people who are you know high high end in in sport or (laughs) 100% um I'm I'm very much like that as well because I guess like sometimes or else like we don't we don't really allow ourselves that flow time if we don't feel like okay like you know there isn't something else that I need to be doing right now this is actually my plan the plan is to switch off yeah exactly yeah I totally get you so when you are kind of talking about all the different like trainings and things you'd have there in your week like would you ever like would you ever struggle with with motivating yourself to do one of those um or is it always just a given for you that whatever trainings you have in the diary they get done or how, how does that work in your life yeah, um, I suppose even as simple as yesterday, um, I was due to do the gym after work and it was I was just, I guess, tired. I don't know. Um, I definitely wasn't feeling it. Um, but I like that I had the gear bag in the in the car after work and I drove as far as the gym and I was like, I can go home and maybe do this tomorrow and do my run today instead on the way home. Um, but I decided just go for it. Get the once your gym clothes are on, you're in, you're doing it. And I was so glad that I did it. And I often, not often, have days like that, but there are days like that. And I think that's important for everyone to hear because people think that you're just highly motivated all the time. But my habits kind of overpower um motivation. I suppose it is what gets you going, but your habits are what's going to keep you going. And whether that means that you get through your session but you might not smash it the way you want to or um you get through it and excel in it you're still going to get it done and you're still going to have that those hours in the legs you know um so I don't often struggle with it to be honest I'm not a person that finds these things very much of a task but there are definitely days where yeah I'd rather come home and sit on the couch or you know in that moment in time but that would just be prolonging or putting it off until at a later date and I guess putting things they always say that what you can do get done today to do it and not put it off till tomorrow you know Uh, yeah I think I think you've made a few really important points there that just like you're not always going to be absolutely buzzing for that training session but it's sometimes you're actually relying on the habits that you've built to carry you through in that moment Mm -hmm. even when you don't feel like it yeah definitely and then you have days where you are buzzing for training uh you wake up it's a dry day it's championship football even there a few weeks ago we had our last round of championship and it wasn't a game that we were like progressing to finals or anything but I was pumped to play with the girls you know it was just you just it, it depends you know yeah yeah something that I find um I suppose with my training and running and things like that is that like I guess when those thoughts creep in sometimes that God like I'm a little bit tired today or I don't really feel like doing it I think I've just overcome those thoughts enough of times now that I'm able to kind of quieten them down and I kind of know myself like 
you know you're gonna go anyway like like yeah no like I've kind of I've gotten over that resistance enough at times it would that be similar for you that like you're just used to overcoming that bit of like negativity or that like those thoughts yeah definitely um a hundred percent yeah no I would agree with that that you've been in that situation enough times in your life now to know that when you get it done you never regret it so you're just like you know you're going to do this anyways so you go with it yeah 100 so I always call it like or when I'm saying to clients as well it's like it's like parenting yourself a little bit it's like okay you know you just need to go and get this done for yourself right now you will feel better after and you know sometimes we can nearly spend more time arguing with ourselves rather than just go and getting it done mm-hmm. yeah exactly but no I do think it is I do think it's good for people to know that like even when you are like performing at such a high level there's going to be days where you don't always feel like it and I suppose if there was days where like it always felt amazing well like the good days don't get to feel as good if you don't have some of the the harder days in there too yeah that's exactly it exactly the reward is so much (laughs) so much more when you've had those thoughts (laughs) 100 percent, 100 percent, and like one little thing that stood out to me there as well when you were talking about going to the gym is like okay the gym gear was actually there so you had yourself like set up as much as possible to make that happen and I think small things like that maybe for a person like yourself um you nearly overlook like the importance of them now but I think like it's the little things like that that can be the difference between a person getting a session done and not it's like really setting themselves up for success in that way um and I suppose you were kind of saying like another thing that that probably springs to mind for me that's quite important is having the schedule done okay knowing what's getting done on what day having like the gear prepped ahead of time um is there anything else like that that you feel like okay this is something that really makes sure that my week goes to plan yeah definitely like I just think touching on that um my week in general I think you know you're a product of your environment and your environment nearly controls your actions so things like having a water bottle in front of you that you always have fought, you're more than likely going to reach for it. Whereas if it's not there, you're not going to see it and you're not going to drink it or having the gym bag ready the night before you see the gear, when you put your work bag in the boot and you're like, Oh, better get that done or having the right food ready or having a snack at hand. Like even after work, I'd always have a pre workout snack or something with me. Because I know that if it's there, I'll eat that and I won't stop at the shop and spend that extra money or pick up the wrong, not the wrong thing, but something that isn't as beneficial to my workout, you know. Um, so I think just really um, trying to make your environment better for to allow yourself to, to make those actions easier, you know. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And I think like if your environment is set up in the right way, it makes making like making that right decision that bit easier. Um, and you yeah. touched there on, you touched there on the food side of things and um, you are like your uh, page, you've got lots of recipes and you're always posting on your stories, um, like kind of the things that you're eating and like, it's, it's really inspiring to see. And I suppose I'm wondering like, do you have any tips around the nutrition side of things that you think help you or do you think allow you to, I suppose, set yourself up for success with that and, and fuel yourself in the right way for everything that you're doing? 
Um, yeah, I suppose. Well, firstly, thanks. Uh, the recipes on my page are usually from someone else or somebody else has given me the inspiration to do that. And um, even the other night, the cook along with you and Roberta, um, you know, I was able to share her her recipes after. Um, and if that helps one other person, it's great. But I suppose what works for me is kind of having an idea going into the week. Right. What? what would I like to eat this week for my lunch and dinner? It's not, what do I have to eat? I think about what I would like to eat and then um, what days it would be best to have certain foods, you know, like pre when I was on the pitch, pre-training days, I would obviously have higher carbs and things like that. Um, just making sure what, what snacks am I going to include? Am I hitting, you know, am I trying to hit all areas of the nutrition, whether it's my macro micronutrients. And that sounds a bit, um, uh, complicated but it's actually not when you break it down it's just basically what do I want for breakfast lunch dinner and what snacks would I like to have this week would I like to try a new fruit would I like to just write that down write what you need before you go into the shop or have even take screenshots of it I often do that I'll go on and find recipes and I might pick one dinner for a few days during the week and another dinner coming towards the weekend or I mightn't plan anything for maybe a Saturday when I know I'm going out for food Um, so I think it's just important to kind of plan I'm not saying you need to plan everything to a T because I'm like that like I've gone through the whole meal prep thing and it's it's not for me if I'm if I make a fresh dinner like the curry I made on Monday night um from scratch yeah I'll have that for the few days but it's not that um I wouldn't be like prepping my five breakfast lunch and dinners at the start of the week it's not for me I like fresh food I like new things you know um and I like to be able to, if I see something nice online or if I hear of our nutritionist might share something with us, I like to be able to just prep that, you know. Um, so I think it's having a plan, but also leaving room for a bit of variety. Yeah, um, I I love that because I think there's there's so much out there on social media now. And like if someone is following a few people who do a lot of meal prep, you might think, OK, prepping everything for the week it's the only way to go about things but like there's so many different ways to do things and it's about finding what you enjoy and what works for you and for another person like that might be awful they couldn't imagine anything worse than having everything prepped up because they like a bit more variety and they like being able to choose Mm -hmm. a little bit more on the go and I suppose I think with meal prep what you said there as well like meal prep doesn't have to be meal prep could be having two meals ready it could be having yeah like half of the meal like a bit prepped like you know there's many different ways to do that and if I was just to delve a a small bit deeper into what allows you to be like we'll say successful when it comes to your nutrition like does the shopping have to get done at a certain time every week and we'll say when you said like you're like planning out meals for the week is it like are you thinking okay I know what I'm having for dinner every day are you kind of just thinking if I have this in the in the fridge I know that I can make a few dinners like how how in depth do you go with it yeah so I suppose it varies um when we're right now I'll just go with kind of what where I'm at at the minute because I feel I'm in a pretty good place with uh, my nutrition and that um I would have an idea of okay what would I like for lunch this week let's say in in school and some some days I might like a hot lunch and some days I might like something like overnight oats or a wrap or something like that so it's more a case of having the right things in the house to be able to make a few different things out of them Um, but using the same ingredients essentially you know Um, and I think as well as that always 
as much as I can having my lunch um, ready the night before. So it's just a case of getting it out of the fridge because, you know, if you take away your decisions in the morning, like your battery is full when you wake up and the more decisions you have to make, the more you're draining it. Whereas if you wake up in the morning and you can just grab that lunch bag, you don't have to think about it. Um, you're keeping that battery charged so that then your decision making in the evening isn't as your battery isn't as drained so it makes that a little bit easier to make the right choices um there are days where I don't have my lunch ready the night before um very rare I will add um but when they do happen I suppose I would definitely notice that I grab the kind of more convenient higher calorie things the next morning because they're just ready to go you know and often not as whole as many whole foods you know that sort of way but for the most part I just think yeah I think prepping your lunch the night before and having an idea of the meals that you would like throughout the week but I would use usually do my shopping it could be a Monday evening um most of the time it's usually a Monday evening or if I have time on a Sunday I might do it but I don't really like doing my shopping at the weekend (laughs) now um I think for me I think like having that one day where you kind of tend to always do your shopping and it's like that's the day it gets done and you can plan your things around that then I think that's that's very important and it's like okay for you like Monday is your go-to day for that and maybe that's Mm -hmm. allowing you to have everything in the house for the week then um when you said there making lunch for the next day is something that's really important for you I think that's that's so important and I know that a good few clients that I've worked with find it such an annoying task to make lunch in the evening for the next day how do you feel about that or like is it something that bothers you um no but it's funny because when I come in from work I'm always like oh like ready to sit down I might be just after work in the gym and then I always wash in the lunch boxes. That's something that I'm like, oh my goodness. But I do it straight away just because it's a habit. But it's something that for some reason gets on my mind. Um, That's so funny. Or, but, so I'll do that. But no, um, prepping the lunch. I try to get it done when I'm doing everything else. Like if I'm after having my dinner, I try to do it so that I don't have to get up again to okay. kind of go at it. And it feels like then it's just been going on all day long. Whereas if you've, those bits done by a kind of a cutoff time so that you know that from seven to nine you don't have to go near anything that that's completely you time or it could be just eight to nine um yeah I try to especially now when we go back training with county um and I'm traveling for training I don't want to be coming home to having to prep my lunch you know because then I would definitely find it annoying if I'm coming home after a long night at training and it's the winter and it's half you know ten o'clock half ten yeah. um I want my bed I don't want to be prepping a lunch you know but so I try to get that done before I leave but it doesn't always happen but for the most part it does yeah. and I find it great super yeah. no I feel that's it's funny like because it's funny that you say it's washing the lunch box because then other people say to me it is it's the making the lunch and they don't even understand why because they're like I know it's such a small thing but it just bothers me but I think that's a huge one is do it while you're doing something else so you're not getting up especially to do it like if you're prepping dinner or you're waiting for dinner to heat up get it done then and it's like yeah one less decision you are making the next day and I totally agree with like that willpower battery like if you just make things as easy for yourself as possible like take the thinking out of it as much as you can yeah that's it nail on the head and I just think that when I do all those things I always feel so much better and I usually stay on track 
quote unquote, you know, whatever that track is for you. Yeah. But it yeah. usually, and then it kind of frees me up in the evening to be like, okay, I didn't have anything. Um, like a, I didn't go reach for a chocolate bar at 11 o'clock snack today. So I can have that with my cup of tea in the evening or I know exactly what was in my lunch in terms of calories, nutrients. So maybe I can have that hot chocolate tonight or the bowl of Cocoa Pops or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. like maybe having that bit of structure actually gives you that bit more freedom and that bit freedom. more flexibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. And maybe you, like for an awful lot of people, they appreciate that snack bar before bed more so than they would have like when they're busy anyway at school and they don't like get a chance to maybe enjoy it as much yeah because I feel like it's a bit more mindful when you can have it in your time you know yeah whereas you nearly you'd eat it and have it and be like oh yes but you've you kind of forget that you you don't process the eating when when you're in a busy environment yeah absolutely at work yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And when you're like maybe chatting to someone or like, you know, you're mm-hmm. talking about work or something at the same time, you're not you're not savoring that snack and that cup of tea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, Maureen, like was a week to week or like over the years for you? What have been like your biggest challenges with maintaining everything, with keeping your health and keeping your fitness at the level that you do? Um, I suppose, you know, I've kind of been thinking about this for a while, but probably when it comes to injuries and I've been very fortunate not to have had any major injuries but I've still experienced quite a few as a result of just you know the length of time I've been involved in sport um and I find that it's very it's a very kind of challenging time because you when while you're injured you're have to shift your focus onto what you can control and what you can do during that time but that can be difficult especially in a team environment when you see the rest of the team are progressing and you know that when you do come back onto field yes it's going to be at your own time and all of that but it still won't meet where the group are at and that just takes so much time to accept um and to kind of um understand that you have to just accept it and you have to just go with where you're at and control what you can because everything else is outside of your control yeah. if you start worrying about those things then you won't focus on what's important to you in that moment and that's getting yourself to that next step yeah. and to that closer to recovery um and no matter i find that no matter what age you're at that being injured if you're into sport and especially in, in a team environment that injury is never easy whether it's a finger or an ankle or uh, a knee whatever it might be any injury is still a minor setback, you know, um, because there's really no downtime, you know, what the way sport is at the minute. Like last year, I got injured in the off season and it affected my season then as a result because I was delayed coming back, you know. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of feel like you're nearly playing catch up. Um, and it's just accepting that this is where you're at at this moment in time. And you have to just, if you want to, you know eventually get back to where you were get back to the the team group you need to understand that that's a process and you can only take the next step you can't be trying to jump the gun you know yeah and I think that's absolutely huge and so so important and 
so so hard like so so hard to do for anyone who's really into sport and like I think it's 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 hard for anyone who exercises to face injury but even harder when there's that timeline and it's like okay well we are playing a game at this stage or championship starts Mm -hmm. on this date and I guess like you're thinking about all the work you'd been doing before you got injured and it's hard as well not to compare to what everyone else is doing on your own team let alone I guess like all the other county teams and thinking about like where where everyone else is at so like if I was to ask you a little bit more about that like practically like when you do pick up an injury like what are the things that helps you to to like to take your focus away from the things that are outside of your control away from what everyone else is doing like and helps you focus on the things you can control um I think that just being so uh consumed by controlling the controllables and what is within your control um I definitely think journaling helps um I don't journal all the time I definitely don't I would express gratitude a lot more often than not but I definitely find that at a time like that, it's so important to write down how you feel. And also just talking, talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> social funny and I'd probably tell you my life story, you know, in, in a few minutes. But I, I do think that that's important. And sometimes that's overlooked or, you know, if you're going through an injury, um, you might say, oh, it's only it's only this injury. You know, it could be someone else's. Uh, ACL injury is so much more but at the end of the day all problems are relative and I think this applies to life and not just injury all problems are relative so you have to allow yourself to experience the feelings or um, you know the emotions that you are experiencing at that time and see how you can deal with it you know but rather than pressing it down pressing it down pressing it down and not kind of being aware of it um, or addressing it and then next thing it comes out and it will come out in another part of your life or it might be in that sport but it could be with your fam- with a family member with a partner with whoever it might be in, in work you might not give your best up but it's as a result of not um, giving your problem the time it needs I guess um, whether that's an injury or you know something you're struggling with I don't know but for me with injury I just think it's important to to address it as it is head on and just then go with it you know yeah I couldn't agree more with everything that you've just said there. I think like we kind of disregard how much energy it takes to actually repress something in comparison to mm-hmm. like what it does to express those emotions. Um, so you're saying a few things that help you is, okay, if we are to look at like the gratitude practice, is that something you do daily? Is it something you write? Is it just something you say to yourself? How, what does gratitude look like for you? Um, it looks different, at, I suppose, at times. I would often write at the end of the day three things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes when I'm out for a walk in the morning um, or even my drive to work, I would say three things, see it in my head or um, whatever else. Um, I would often practice gratitude with children in school. Um, they love it. They absolutely love it. Um, so I suppose I would express it a lot. But yeah, writing it at the end of the day, I suppose, is really kind of consolidating it Um, and then and making it kind of more real. I think it is important to let it out, whether you say it out or write it out. I think it is important to to let it out because then you can see it physically, you know, or feel it. Um, 
yeah and then also sometimes I'll just go on a little journal after after expressing gratitude you know I love that and do you mind me asking like when you're journaling would you like write yourself a question at the top of the page and answer the question would you just write down your thoughts that you're thinking is your journaling structured or would you just kind of ramble on with a pen to paper um it depends and I'm not someone who writes for I don't write essays or anything like that but sometimes I find that it's I don't know I saw it in a book somewhere or on a podcast I can't remember but where you draw like a brain in the middle of in the middle of the page and then just like spider web out of it and the things that are in your mind good bad and different you know um just things that are like kind of I suppose modeling your mind at that before you go to sleep and then you looking at it and seeing writing down what you can do to control it finish it you know sometimes we've like these open-ended things going on we have a task that we haven't completed that day and it's like well how are you going to get that off your mind you're going to get it off your mind by going to the post office and returning those returns or you know whatever it might be <laughs> so writing down writing down what you can do and then all of a sudden you'll notice that you've like kind of cleared your mind of most of the tasks there might just be one thing left for the next day so going into the next day you're kind of free um yeah so I find that that really helps um but it just depends on the situation you know if if you're going through something um or if you're going through an injury that you can't you know you you want to like just say how you're feeling at that time you might not necessarily just have random thoughts in your mind you know it might be very specific as to well I'm happy that I'm at such a point but I would also like to be here so then you kind of create a pathway how can I make myself come to this point you know yeah so it depends it depends on I'm not I don't have I have had a lot of different journals that have prompts and you know I've had the inner game I've had the head plan all those things and they're great but I think you just can't beat a nice open notebook that you can kind of change the way you journal yeah I love that. I love that. And I suppose you're bringing, cause I was going to ask you when you're, um, when you're thinking about what's within your control and what's outside of your control, do you write that down? And it sounds like you're bringing that into your journaling. And then some mm-hmm. days for some situations that's helping you come up with maybe an action plan out of that. And yeah. then other days you're nearly using your journaling to express your feelings. Yeah, exactly. And it's so dependent. And I think that's, well, it's important for me to just, you know, go with where you're at. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think maybe those kind of journals that you mentioned, like the head plan and things like that, if anyone's new to journaling, those prompts can be kind of nice. But maybe if you've done enough of that, you have a fair idea of what works for you. Yeah, and I found them so beneficial. um, So, so beneficial. And it's just great because, you know, you have your dates there, you have your days of the week. And I think it's great for anyone getting started on a, on a, kind of journey of their own and um, be it starting a new job starting in a new team taking on a new goal nutrition um you know wanting to focus just they definitely help focus your mind yeah yeah that's huge um so there's some really nice action points for people um in order um like that maybe they can implement we'll say in terms of gratitude in terms of journaling in terms of practicing controlling the controllables and there are things that have really helped you i suppose deal with setbacks um the -hmm. other thing you were saying is like feeling your feelings and this is something that I'm really working on at the moment and something that I'm I have not been good at because I very much like 
taking action and I like doing things rather than rather than being or sitting with emotions my mm-hmm. way of dealing with emotions a lot is to go for a run or to do something um and you said one way of you feeling the feelings is journaling is there any other like tips you have for me um or for anyone who's listening like how how do you get better at feeling the feelings how do you like not just distract yourself and move on to the next thing um that's a tough question um (laughs) I am probably a, a very emotional person um in every regard you know I wear wear my heart on my sleeve in terms of you know I can't I can't tell a fib or I can't you know exactly where you're at when you're in my presence <laughs> so I guess sometimes I can be a bit too much you know I I nearly um yeah I just am not able to sit with things I guess for too long either but I'll I'm very good at identifying you know um and I suppose it kind of comes down to well like where where do you want yourself to to be or you know I think that all all you're doing is suppressing it if you're not um acknowledging it and as I said earlier that will come out elsewhere so going for a run or going for a walk they're great um I find that maybe like going for exercise it's not something that I would do but I do think a walk helps because it gives you that time it's nearly like you're journaling in your mind when you go for a walk um, it kind of slows things down a bit and you can address it and you can see if it really is an issue because sometimes we feel things and it might not necessarily be as a result of something we've done or you know it might be just our our expectation of of a situation didn't happen the way it was and you have to identify well is that you know is it realistic for me to to have those expectations because all we can control is how how we interpret things or how we react in a situation so someone's expectations or out or actions don't meet that that's just the way you would have liked it to happen you know um so I guess yeah I guess it's just take a little time start off with a little time and just ask yourself the question is this you know am I feeling a certain way because of something I have done or is it because of the way I perceive something was going to happen and it didn't happen the way I wanted it to, yeah. you know? So I think yeah. just having little, little things like that. And I just find that listening to podcasts um, are great and listening to people just talking and talking about the way they deal with things or the way they address certain situations. I just find it great. And I have found a wealth of knowledge in, in podcasts from different people. And it's usually live ones like this where people bring on a guest or, um you know they even talk about their own journey and things like that I just find they always hit home and I always find even a nugget of gold in in those type of things that I can bring into my own practices and I'm not saying that the way I do things is by any means perfect because it's most certainly not but it works for me you know yeah yeah, I love that I love that and you talking about getting nuggets from other podcasts I know that a lot of people are going to get a lot of nuggets from what you're saying here now and I, like I really like what you said there okay it's just like maybe it, it's just taking that little bit of time to acknowledge it like okay how am I feeling and why am I feeling that way and like mm-hmm. I guess it's a little bit like was it my expectations that were setting me up for disappointment in this situation and I suppose maybe just not moving on to the next thing not just going for the run to distract ourselves but just kind of 
thinking it out in our heads and not not suppressing it actually taking that bit of time to express it whether it be with someone else in a journal on a walk and kind of thinking through it a little bit yeah exactly exactly I love that I love that answer um so the next question I would love to know for Mara Choga, like what is she working towards right now what are like the goals or what's going on in your life for the future um I'm just in a very good place I suppose I'm very happy with I love my job so much um I love the people I work with I love being a teacher I love the children that I work with um so I'm very happy in that at the minute and I just want to maintain that um and try and keep it that way as long as I possibly can um so I suppose just continuing to see am I doing the best that I can in that field um then with regards to sport um just priming my body for the potential coming season um and making sure that I'm doing the best that I can for myself to put myself in the best situation for be it football with Galway next year if I'm fortunate enough to to be in a position to be to be there again um when it comes to club season next year and along with that just feeling my best self for things that I have coming up like I have family weddings coming up I have you know my birthday coming up in the winter I'm you know a trip planned to see my sister things like that that I um know that I've set myself up to feel the best in those situations that's incredible and I feel like that's the coolest message like to ever give across to any student you ever um you mm-hmm. ever teach or to any like younger footballers who are listening to this and who look up to the likes of yourself in everything that you're doing it's just like it's about like I guess always striving to be the best version of yourself and to be happy and to be healthy and to be content with what you're doing and it sounds like you really are content with it and not only are you content with it but you're like you're you're grateful for that as well and you just want to continue to be happy in everything that you're doing um which I think is the coolest message to ever give across to anyone yeah I had no uh I had no like I want to be on Broadway or any crazy crazy goals like that but yeah that's that's me and I'm happy with it at the minute and you know family and friends and all that comes with it are hopefully reaping the benefits of it <laughs> amazing amazing um the final question I have for you Maraid, um is just what like what one or if there's more than one that's okay um what one piece of advice would you give to your your younger self now um something that I'm probably getting much better at but um just to make sure your own cup is full before you try to give to others so um making sure that you're in the best place you know in terms of your health um doing things that you want to do for you because that will make you be a better version of yourself to then give to other people in those situations you know people might ask you to do things for them left right and center or ask you to help out or maybe you meet up that sometimes you just have to take a step back and say well is this exactly what's going to is this going to fill my cup or is it going to take a little bit from it and until your cup is full and kind of maintained at that at that level then you shouldn't really be um, trying to out outsource or output your own energy into into other things for other people um 
But yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Um, I have no other major nuggets to give to. But yeah, fill up your own cup before you give to the rest of them. And I think that, you know, it's like the, the whole thing, analogy of being on the plane and the plane's going down and you have to put on your oxygen mask first before you can put it on the person next to you or the child or whatnot because you're no good to anybody if you're burnt out. Um, so just be sure to, to mind your own energy. I love that. Absolutely. Amazing message. And um, I think it's then for every individual get clear on the things that fill your cup and it's to prioritize those because mm-hmm. they might be different for a lot of different people but I think that's such an important message because there's only so long we can go on maybe like running on empty and trying to serve other people but like at some stage we'll realize that we've been neglecting ourselves and maybe you have to go back to the drawing board then but if you can prioritize that first of all you'll be I guess like happier and healthier for everyone else around you yeah exactly I love that. Um, well, I just want to finish by saying a massive heartfelt thank you, Maureen Shoga, for joining me on the podcast today. I know the people are going to take so much from this and um, thank you so much. And I want to wish you the very best in all of your endeavors for the rest of this year and beyond. Oh, thanks so much, Claire. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for having me and asking me on the podcast.